my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, how's everyone doing? How's your November? <laughs> I would say mine's doing good, but I'm recording this in uh, September, so I don't know yet. <laughs> so, of course... I'm continuing on with my series, Michelle and Friends, for November, with Season 7, Episode 21, entitled, Be Your Own Best Friend. Well, hey, if you can't find a friend out there, be your own best friend. I mean, you and yourself, you like the same things, you don't got to worry about arguing, having disagreements, because, you know, yourself, me, myself, and I. <laughs> this episode aired April 5th, 1994. In this episode, Danny suggests Michelle's class do a project of drawing their best friend. You know this is going to backfire. Especially because not everyone's just got one best friend. I mean, Teddy held that uh, role for a season. And then he moved to Amarillo, Texas. I'm just trying to think. Okay, so <clears throat> let me finish this and then I want to go back and kind of see, okay, when was Teddy's last appearance? So, but when Michelle can't decide whether to draw Teddy or Denise, they quit being friends with her. I don't, I think th there's more to it than that. So, this is April 5th, 1994. So, if we jump back to season six, with September 9th, September 29th, 1992, that is Teddy's last appearance. That is a full, that's like a year and a half. That's not quite two years, but I mean, we all remember Teddy. He is a standout character. And it's nice that we do get to get him back. I mean, if you think about it, this episode is like towards the big, there's like, Three episodes after this, and then season seven is literally done. So, all right. This episode's got a 6.2, based on 2, 6.2 out of 10, based on 213 ratings. Let's see, do we have any guest stars? We have Roxy returning, Roxy Martin, who's played by Felicia Michaels. We have Catherine Rossiter playing Miss Barnes. Teddy, of course, by Taj Mallory. We have Journey Smollett. As Denise. So this episode was directed by Joel Zwick. We got Jeff Franklin, the creator of Full House. He was also writing this episode along with Tom Amundsen, Ellen Gulez, Dennis Rinsler, and Mark Warren. So a handful of people writing this episode. Oh, we got connections. Stephanie wants her curfew extended by half an hour, 30 little minutes, 30 little minutes, one mama's family. Aladdin. Denise offers Michelle her jasmine pencil case, which Michelle says will go great with her Abu eraser. 
oh, the 90s and just having that cool 90s stuff. Because, yeah, at that point, Aladdin came out in 92. Or was it? Yeah, that's right, because Beauty and the Beast was 91. Aladdin was 92. What was 93? Okay, I got it. This is going to drive me insane if I don't look this up right this second. Okay, Aladdin. Let's see. 92. Okay, okay. We got B. What? Oh my gosh, that's right. Aladdin is turning 30 this year. Oh my gosh, I feel old. <laughs> okay, so Beauty and the Beast was 91. What came out? So, you know, was there a movie that came? Was it? It couldn't have been Rescuers Down Under, was it? That was in 1990. So, there was there not an animated movie released for 93? Because we know Lion King comes out in 94. Okay, I gotta figure this out because this is, I, there's gotta be. There, it, I know they take time, you know, it takes time. You're hand-drawing animation, these movies. It takes years. I'm going to, I need to figure this out. Yeah, it turns out, I'm guessing, according to the internet, that there wasn't a Disney animated movie that came out in 93. That I know of. We did get Adventures of Huck Finn. We got Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. I'm sure there were a slew of other films. Uh, we got some trivia. Stephanie broke her, oh, that's, Okay. Stephanie broke her arm the episode before, Michelle Alucard, but her arm isn't broken in this episode, and her cast isn't seen until the episode, Too Little Richard, Too Late. Taj Maori returns to his recurring role as Teddy. Goofs. The boom mic pops into view in the classroom right after Teddy says that Denise laughs at his jokes. Even when they're not funny. More specifically, when he says, see? Okay, I'm going to check for that boom mic. When Stephanie sarcastically thanks Michelle for interrupting her, she puts her folder under her clipboard. In the next shot, the folder is on top. Guys, you know they shoot more these scenes at least. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. Sorry, Quinny. Let me make room for you on the bed so you can lay there. Uh, unless you want to just look out the window since it's open. Yeah, um, <clears throat> sorry guys, <laughs> I'm recording this at like 7.30 at night. I had a very, very long day. I had to fast. My appointment wasn't until 1.30 in the afternoon, and luckily I got in there before 1.30, but I was a starving Marvin. I, I went to Denny's right after. I'm like, okay, I want that pumpkin pie pancake special. I got the hash browns, I got the eggs with the chia, some cheese in them, a couple strips of bacon, I ate everything, I was, I was so hungry, and then, oh my gosh, it's like everything hit me when I got home, and I was like, oh, I am exhausted, so I actually took a nap, which I really don't do, hardly at all. Alright, so we got some reviews, we got the first one by, I like this user review, name. Fried Toast 02. This is from April 13th, 2021. Least favorite of season seven. This is the title. Season seven is pretty at, is a pretty average season with season six. I'm just really not a fan of this episode. It's very memorable to me, which is a huge part to an episode I honestly can't really remember. 
Much of this episode, besides Sinise and Teddy, stop being friends with Michelle when she can't decide which one of them to draw. It's stupid. My friends and I never cared that much about school, especially any on friendship, and I know it's trying to show a message, and it's not dreadful to watch, but it's just a filler episode to me and my least favorite of season seven. Okay, and we got one more. Taylor Kingston, of course. <laughs> the one with Roxy on the radio show. <laughs> oh, my God. This gets to be such a heated thing with Jesse. Oh, my goodness. So, April 6, 2016 is when this review went up. Warning spoilers. I really like this episode. I like how brave Michelle was by choosing to draw. Oh, I can't. If you haven't seen the episode, I can't spoil it for you. Until I get there. So we're going to omit that part. <laughs> In this episode, Michelle's class is asked to draw their best friend. However, when Teddy moves back from Texas, Michelle is told she has to pick between him and Denise. In the end, Michelle decides to draw... Yeah. And Danny teaches her that she can have two best friends. Yes! 100%. Guys, why do you got to choose over friends? There have been episodes where people are like, oh, I got to choose between my two best friends. It's like, you can have them both. If they don't get along, that's their problem. Why do you need to make it yours? Don't feel like you all, your friends, you all have to get along. There's plenty of you to go around. If your two friends don't get along with each other, then you hang out separately. That's on them to take care of. Not on you to make sure that you all get along so you can all hang out together. Here. Meanwhile, Joey's girlfriend Roxy comes onto his and Jesse's radio show, adding a bit more of comedy to it, but eventually Jesse feels left out. Best part of the episode, nothing in particular. Worst part of the episode, nothing in particular. Overall, I give this episode a 7 out of 10, which in my ratings book is great. Yes, we have not actually on the podcast yet met Roxy officially. Her episode is going to be saved for the series Joey's Ladies, which will be, I believe, February. I'll be kicking into that. So look forward to that. So, of course, first, before I get into the episode, I want to let the Tanner newbies, a.k.a. the new listeners, know where they can jump aboard the t- Tanner Train, a.k.a. the podcast, where you can listen. You can listen on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Uh, unfortunately, this podcast is not on Spotify. I do apologize. So, the other thing is the podcast does have an email address. If you'd like to share your Full House and Fuller House memories, the email address is omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And it does have a Facebook page. If you would like to join the Facebook page, just search Full House or Fuller House Podcast and just click follow. That way you know what episodes I'm doing each month. I don't do episodes in order of air date. I do them by theme. I did just release a schedule episode for the remainder of 2022 and all of 2023. I will be finishing up the Full House portion of the Full House Fuller House podcast at the end of 2023. So also another thing that does set this podcast apart from other Full House podcast out there is that this is a podcast for ears of all ages. You can listen to it with your kids around. You can listen to it on a speaker with other people around you, not worrying that I'm dropping F-bombs, H-bombs, S-bombs, or any of that appropriateness. I'm just, 
I wanted to create a Full House and Fuller House podcast where those of you that have grown up with the show, you have children, you've introduced them to the show, and you'd like to listen to the podcast, I wanted this to be a safe space. And for the most part, it, it pretty much is. And lastly, if you've been enjoying the podcast for a while or you just started tuning in and you can't get enough of it, thank you. If you'd like to show support, I recommend going to iTunes and searching Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The Oh Lanta Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. Click on it. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. Have fun with it. Use emojis if you want to describe episodes of Full House or Fuller House. I definitely think I would have a better chance of guessing based on emojis of episode titles of Full House, but you definitely could stump me with episode titles of Fuller House used in an emoji form. So either or, whichever you'd like to do, or you could even say who your favorite character is, your favorite episode, worst worst character of the show if you have one. Once I do actually complete both series, which should be wrapping up in 2024, I do have some other plans to keep the podcast going. You know, compilation episodes, I really, like, okay, who is the worst one-off character on Full House? Like, make a little list of who I think, anyway. Or, you know, I got some Full House Stephanie books I could jump into, too. You know, whichever. You know, maybe there's some fan fiction out there if you guys want to write some, or I can find some, you know, family-friendly fan fiction to read. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what we can come up with. So, all right, without further ado, let's jump into, of course, the cold open. I need to turn a light on in here because it is, sun's going down, and there's not a whole lot of light left in this room. I do have the DVD case here. I always like to read the descriptions to see if they're a yay or a nay. Yay being, okay, creative. Nay being, uh, you could have tried a little more. All right. Howdy, partner. Michelle's little friend Teddy returned from Texas and trouble comes with him. Okay, seriously? I don't like what they're insinuating after. Trouble comes with him. What do you mean? He brought something from Texas back to San Francisco? Like a bad attitude? No. Not our Teddy. But I'm going to say this. You know anyone back into a corner is going to eventually push back. Not saying that Teddy's being backed into a corner and reacting to, uh... Yeah, I mean, he had to have known. I mean, in a way, you know, kids do get... If they're not staying in contact with each other... And it's been, it's been well over a year and a half that we've seen him anyway. That she would make other friends. But she's got room in her heart for Teddy, always. And I'm just, like, he just thinks, like, oh, well, I, I was your best friend. I still am. That rule still applies. So anyone who's taken my best friend rule from you will have to vacate that rule. Like, uh... I gotta say something first about this DVD menu screen for season seven. Because it looks a lot like the one for season six. Definitely. <laughs> the the twins are a bit older. Anyway, here's what I want to say. We got the family, right? We got Kimmy and Steve on the end by DJ. We got Jesse holding both Nikki and Alex. 
And one of the twins in purple is looking upward, probably at the lights or whatever, wherever the cast was standing to get this picture. Becky is holding Michelle. Michelle can stand on her own two feet. I can assure you that you would still be able to see her in the picture if you put her in the front. Becky could have been holding one of the other twins. Why is she holding Michelle? I don't get it. So we have this adorable cold open set during breakfast time. We got Nikki and Alex wearing, one's wearing blue and white plaid. The other one is wearing green and white plaid. And I, I, I just think, I mean, the kids are three at this point, And I just feel, giving them bagels, I mean, that is a lot of bread. And I just think at their age, they probably would be more satisfied with, you know, something simple. You know, cereal. Not that bagels aren't simple. But the one in blue, Nikki, according to DJ, he's, he puts a finger through the top of the bagel, or one half of it. I guess they each get one half of a, a bagel. And he says, my bread is broken. It does. I mean, listening to a How Rude podcast, when... They said it sounds like he said my blood is broken. It, it does kind of, but I mean, they're three, so maybe bread might be a hard word to say. Anyway, I'm not trying to uh, be my, mean about a three-year-old's, you know, learning how to speak words and sound out words and whatnot. But, you know, he's got a finger through it. He's never, you know, he's probably used to sandwiches being... A, a slice of bread like my bread like why is there a hole that I can stick my finger through this doesn't make any sense and she DJ tells him like oh Nikki that's just that's a bagel it's got a hole in it and she's like oh Nikki it's not broken it's a bagel see if it didn't have a hole it'd be a hockey puck that that looks like a donut to me <laughs> DJ is holding Oh my goodness if she's wearing this shirt in the episode and if I don't find anything worse than what I'm looking at on DJ, she might get the award for worst outfit of the episode. It's it's kind of a beigey cream white with multicolored flowers and it just looks horrid on her. But her hair is gorgeous. I love the nice, you know, uh, shortness at this point. It's not like season eight short to the point where it's, the ends are flipped out and up. Which just looks ridiculous, in my opinion. Just not, was not a fan of that. It's kind of, it's, it's short where it comes, like, just below uh, the neck just a little bit and kind of curves under. And it looks really good. But her, her dress shirt, whatever that's supposed to be, because she's sitting down... It just looks not good. <laughs> These kids, now they, <laughs> Alex is all like, it's broken, look! Uh, the boy who plays Alex, whether it's Blake or Dylan, I'm not sure. Cause, uh, this kid has an owie just, uh, it's like a band-aid that's covering his eyebrow. Oh, poor little guy, he probably got hurt. I love the faces they're making as they're sticking the bagel hole up to their eye. And they're like, hey, look, I can see through it. <laughs> and DJ says, hey, Aunt Becky, we got a bagel situation here. Check this out. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, and me without a camera. These kids are adorable. <laughs> it always makes me think how, you know, like when a, with a paper towel roll, when you finish the roll, you got that long cardboard tube, how you stick it up your eye like it's a... 
like a periscope or something like you're out on a boat out in the sea and you're like, yeah, let me look at that. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just cool. <laughs> I used to do that as a kid. So she's like, oh, I got this. Don't worry. And she's like, boys, let mama see those bagels. Okay. So she puts a strawberry through each one. Like, see, fixed. Simple, simple. These strawberries look like they're not all the way ripe. They're like white on the tops of them, and it's just unsettling. There, Cheerios right there. Give, give the boys some Cheerios. Why do they each, they get one bagel that has nothing on it. There's no cream cheese. It's just dry bagel. Give them Cheerios or put some, make the, a strawberry in the hole of a bagel is not enough for me. Put some type of cream cheese. I've been looking for the Philadelphia pumpkin spice cream cheese that you would think would be out right now. You would think so. But I'm going to wait a little bit because it's just early September. So maybe mid to late September, early October, we'll get some Philadelphia pumpkin spice cream cheese to put on a pumpkin spice Thomas bagel. I'm get we'll see. We'll see. If not, then I guess I won't be happy. I really honestly don't you uh eat bagels too too often or English muffins every great once in a while. But that pumpkin spice cream cheese does help. So <laughs> she's like, alright boys, all fixed. What do you think? And she shows them the strawberry in the middle of the bagel. And the twins go, okie dokie. He says like a little a-okay. Like we got, it's all good, mama. It's all good. I'll eat the bagel now. Oh, that dry bagel. With that not completely 100% ripe strawberry in the middle. <sighs> Come on, craft services. You couldn't have done better and got fresher strawberries. I mean, maybe they weren't in season anymore. Maybe they're going out of the season. They didn't really have a whole lot to choose from. I expect better I expect better, fresher, redder, riper strawberries. That is horrible. This is coming from someone whose family is in the fruit growing business. Strawberries, cherries, peaches, uh, raspberries, blueberries, you know, all that stuff. He says, okie dokie dokie. Oh, yeah. Bagels. All they're do all the boys are doing are taking the strawberry out of the bagel. And it's like, well, you thought you fixed it, but now it's like, look, it's on my finger. It's like a ring, a bagel ring. She's just eating dry Cheerios because she tell Becky tells DJ, oh, bagels are easy. Cheerios are hard because there's a hole that is too much. She's eating dry cereal. Not wrong with that. Those, the boys are just biting into those dry bagels. Ugh. Put something on those bagels. Jelly. I'm sure they have jelly there. Put some jelly on. Do they even toast those bagels or are they having them flat out dry? Like right out of the bag dry. Not toasted. Ugh. But they're three. Are they going to really care that much? Probably not. Go ahead, boys. Eat your breakfast. It's just how you like it. Within reach. <laughs> Thank you. All right. One for you. 
and one for you. There you go. All fixed. What do you think? Okie dokie. Okie dokie dokie. There you go. There you go. Very creative. Oh, bagels are easy. Cheerios are hard. Uh, so I'm guessing they're up before everyone else is up, or everyone's got different schedules, because Becky's still there, and she and Danny work together, so odds are they, they carpool together, because why wouldn't they, right? Where is everyone else? Or everyone's got different schedules, they're all leaving at different times, so I don't know. Maybe they're just DJ and the boys and Becky are all early risers, which I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have kids, so maybe kids are early risers. So, we come out of the intro, Stephanie is badgering Danny to extend her curfew by half an hour. What is half an hour really going to make that big of a difference? And she's like, 30 measly minutes, a half hour, one Mama's Family rerun. Actually, it's kind of funny because uh, when Jeremy and I went to San Antonio in August for my birthday... We were watching, they had reruns of Mama's Family on, and I have not watched that show, like, literally in years since I was a child. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of refreshing to watch, you know, Vicki Lawrence as uh, Thelma Harper. <laughs> uh. And Danny apparently has already extended her curfew once. He says, Steph, last month I extended your curfew by a Baywatch. Isn't Baywatch at least an hour long? I swear it's got to be at least an hour long. Well, I mean, with commercials, it's an hour without them is 45 minutes. It's like, like, if you already did it once, and that was last month, it's like, then the following, now you're asking for a, no, girl, just be happy with what you got. And I'm surprised that he even did that, because it's not like she, is she really going out on dates and stuff? And, I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, she's hanging out with Gia, so, uh, where is she? I don't know. Gia and Stephanie really solidified their friendship just yet, 100%. I don't think they did. Okay, so, the girl who plays Gia, Marla Sokoloff, was in Season 5 of Fast Friends, and the, or season, five, season season seven episode five fast friends then we jump ahead to episode 14 which is uh nine episodes later and she's in is it true about stephanie so they really aren't friends friends yet until season eight episode two when even danny's surprised like oh you're hanging out with gino and i like what happened to mickey did she move <laughs> and danny asks what's next lonesome dove so looking at Lonesome Dove, Lonesome Dove, it's a mini-series, there are four episodes, each episode was right around an hour and a half long, so you're looking at four, five, six hours. <laughs> oh yeah, she, DJ is still wearing, it's a, it's, it's a dress top. She, honestly, she's in the running now for worst outfit, DJ is 110%. As DJ's washing the dishes, she says, Steph, give it up. Dad's a rock. And Stephanie kind of gives in at first. She's like, all right, you win this round for now. Don't forget, I'm younger, I'm stronger, and I know where you live. Oh, jeez. Yes, come on. All I'm asking is 
you to extend my curfew by half an hour. A measly 30 minutes. One Mama's Family rerun. Steph, last month I extended your curfew by Baywatch. What's next, Lonesome Dove? Steph, give it up. Ted's a rock. Okay, you win for now. But don't forget, I'm younger, I'm stronger, and I know where you live. <laughs> See you later. So, Denise pops in. Like, oh, hi, Mr. Tanner. Hi, Stephanie. Stephanie's walking out the door. And Danny's like, hey, Michelle, Denise is here. Come on, get down here. And <laughs> Michelle is already down. She's like, I know, I saw her coming from my bedroom window. Okay, we get to hear what's on Michelle's lunch menu as Danny hands her all her favorites. We got tuna on date, not bread. Mm -hmm. A crisp red apple. Okay. And a homemade cupcake. Aw, adorable. I mean, I like, oh my gosh, that's right. Remember in the long goodbye, she had tuna, a tuna sandwich when she, you know, met Denise and they're sitting at the table together. So, date nut bread? I don't know. I'm not a fan of, I mean, nut bread, sure. But dates, eh, I don't know. I mean, there is an oatmeal that is like raisin date walnut. I'm like, oh, they just didn't have those dates in there. I'd definitely be down for that. I mean, I probably could pick them out if I really wanted that, that enough. I honestly would rather have apple slices over just a whole red, or just a whole apple. Is that way you don't kind of worry about the seeds or anything with apple slices. And that way you can dip them if you want to and whatever. No peanut butter or something, caramel. <laughs> or you could have them basically by themselves. Oh my gosh, this is such a throwback to the long goodbye. Because she has mentioned about, or Denise was saying that she had potato chips, sour cream, and onion, right? So Michelle asks, oh, what did you bring? And Denise holds up a bag. I'm like, I'm not sure, but it smells... I haven't looked yet, but it smells oniony. Michelle actually puts her face up in the bag and smells it. Michelle's like, hey, I'll trade you. <laughs> Apparently that's something they do a bit. And Danny's like, oh, Denise, I hope you like the I love you, Dad. Or I love you icing that I put on the cupcake. And apparently, yeah, Michelle and Denise do this on the regular because she's like, I always do. <laughs> you kind of win until after you get out the door to trade lunches. <laughs> the love dad icing on the cupcake. So the parent volunteer at tear day. So Danny's going to be a parent in the classroom. He's like, so I'll see you in a bit. And apparently he was also a parent volunteer for Kimmy and DJ. When they were in grade school. Okay, I did, we'll see, okay? If there is another good outfit, I might go with it. But I really, and you guys know how I love the color red. Kemi is wearing a red short sleeve shirt with a red, white, and black beige sleeveless top overneath it. Or over top it. Over the top. That I just, and she's wearing orange tights. And forest green shorts. She's got kooky colors, but I love this top. I would wear that if I wore more than graphic t-shirts. <laughs> Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Mr. Hey, Tanner. Michelle, Denise is here. Hello, I saw her coming. <laughs> Here's your lunch. 
times, Michelle, all your favorites, okay? Tuna on date nut bread, a crisp red apple, and a homemade cupcake. There you go. Thanks. Mm -hmm. What you got? I haven't looked yet for the smell of the onion. -y. Trade ya. Okay. Denise, I, uh, I hope you enjoy the love dad icing on the cupcake. I always do. <laughs> Girls, remember, by the way, Today is Parent Volunteer Day, so I'll see you guys in just a little bit, okay? Yeah, so Kimmy latches on to the, oh, Parent Volunteer, huh? Hope you're not going to teach them what you taught us. Oh, in the fifth grade. So that was season one. Mildew is a big mill don't. And Danny tells me, I thought I taught you guys a very valuable lesson. And DJ says, yeah, to stay home on Parent Volunteer Day. I like the uh, brown, the uh, lunch bag that DJ's got. It's not your basic brown lunch bag. It's like a colorful, like, light blue, purplish periwinkle with, like, flowers on it. Which is to say, I'd like that color of a dress on her than the horrendous what she's wearing right now. <laughs> oh, 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 not a fan. Okay, bye-bye. teach them what you taught us in the fifth grade. Mildew is a big mildoat. I thought I taught you guys a very valuable lesson. Yeah, to stay home on Parent Volunteer Day. All right, let's see how many kids we got here. We got Denise and Michelle, and of course, they're sharing a table. All these other tables, of course, have three kids at them. We got three, six, uh, there's some in the back we can't see. Yes, everyone, give your full attention to Mr. Tanner, who is volunteering for Parent Volunteer Day. Okay, I think we may have a runner-up in the worst outfit. The teacher, Michelle's teacher, is wearing a plain, basic-looking dress that is like a reddish-brown color that is just, uh, I don't know, it, it does not look good. But it's not as bad as DJ's <laughs> dress that she's wearing. They're all like, hi, Michelle's dad. You can hear Denise's voice over everyone else's. And, of course, Danny's, like, sitting on the desk at the front, like, hi, Michelle's class. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is so... It just feels like... Because I just covered the long goodbye. And Mich that's how Denise enters. Like, is this... So when, you know, Mrs. Harris, uh, or whatever, I'm from, oh, no, she was transferring from Miss Harris's class. And, yeah, this is how Teddy comes in. Like, it, he's like, excuse me, is this Miss Barnes's class? I think we may have first place for best outfit. Teddy's outfit Oh, I love it. It's the denim button-down. We got the bolo tie. We got the the fringe vest. Well, not too fringy, but it's just like a reddish-brown and, you know, chocolate-brown leather vest. Cowhide-looking. Well, not real cowhide. But anyways, I, I like his outfit. It just it goes so good. She had no idea that Teddy was returning. She had no idea. This is a surprise to her. She's like, oh, is this Mrs. Miss Barnes' class? Michelle's, I'm surprised she didn't get out of her seat and run over to hug him. Like, oh my gosh, it's Teddy! And Denise, Denise is like, who? 
I'm sure Michelle must have told Denise about Teddy. Like, oh my gosh, my best friend Teddy. He moved to Amarillo. I miss him so much. We haven't talked in quite a while. I'm just surprised. I, if I would have, I would have gotten out of my seat and I would have run over and given him a hug. Like, it's Teddy. Teddy's back. And, of course, the teacher goes over, like, yes, you came to the right place. Come on in. Oh, she's so welcoming and sweet. <laughs> yeah, she says, I see some of you remember Teddy. You mean one. Michelle was his bestie when they were six. I'm surprised Daniel, hey, Teddy, it's been a while. How you doing, man? Yeah, and it's kind of like exposition as Michelle says, oh, I do. He used to live here, but then he moved to Texas. <laughs> As a Texan resident of two years now, um, I don't have not heard anyone say howdy. So you're like, howdy, that's how they say hi in Texas. I have never seen, I've never heard anyone say howdy to me. Sure, I've seen some cowboy hats, but uh, no one has ever said howdy to me. The most catchphrase I could, if this were even a catchphrase, it should be Texas's catchphrase is no worries. Because I hear that a lot. Usually because I apologize a lot. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, that's just the nervous part of who I am. I'm like, oh, no worries, no worries. We got this. And it's not just, you know, my job, people I work with. It's like anywhere you go. Oh my gosh, we get a throwback to the ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Remember Miss Wiltrout in the uh, season five when Michelle, that's how she'd get the attention of my teacher, with her hand raised, ooh, 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 ooh. She goes, Miss Barnes, could Teddy sit here? I'm thinking, well, there is an empty chair. All the other tables are full, so I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? Go for it. And the teacher's cool, but she's like, you, well, you know what? As long as it's okay with Teddy. And uh, Teddy spouting these non-Texas quips. You bet, partner! Like, okay, no more. No more, Teddy. He sits there next to him and I gotta stop talking Texas. Dude, nobody talks like that. I don't even hear anyone over here with an accent. And I think that's a lot of because, a, you know, a handful of people, some of them weren't, you know, born in Texas. Even the ones that weren't don't have accents. Uh, but it's uh, a lot of them too, like you know, working in a movie thing. It's like you're you're you know people from you know coming from all over, whether it's California or whether it's from New York, New Jersey, Michigan, like me. Um, connect where you know they're all like you know flocking over, which is is cool. It's like definitely more the merrier. <laughs> but it's just it's so fun just to talk to people, especially those that you know were raised in Texas and stuff, and just. You'll find you know, a lot of the time it's like when I'll say I've only been here a couple of years, like, oh, well, welcome to Texas. I got a lot of that when I, and even now when I've been here to you, like, welcome to Texas. Welcome to that Texas heat. <laughs> Denise looks a little worried, like, oh boy, is my best friend's status gonna slip? So the teacher takes control of the class, like, okay, now that uh, you are settling down there. <laughs> Let's pay attention to Mr. Tanner. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it sounds like it's going to create more of a headache. He's like, oh, this is the project thing you all are going to love. I <clears throat> I think you should have done this for DJ's class in fifth grade. I think that, and, and that would have been so simple because DJ would have picked Kimmy and Kimmy would have picked DJ. 
Yeah, and when he says, you know, this is a project that I thought of that I know you guys are all going to love, you know, besides recess. And the look that the kids get, especially Teddy, just looks at him, like, confused and just, like, irritated, like, move on to the project. We want to find out what it is. Even Michelle is just like, Dad, please, stop. I have to go to school with these kids. <laughs> I don't want to be the daughter of a dad who tells lame jokes. And it is funny. <laughs> yes, I want you all to draw a life-size drawing of Trace. Oh, Trace a life-size drawing of your best friend. I just honestly don't feel why one should have to choose, especially if you got more than one. That it just, it just seems like someone's going to end up with hurt feelings. Someone's going to wind up with no friends. Ugh. And Danny, for emphasis, says, you know, just like I did, this is my best friend, Joey. And he, <laughs> there's a drawing of Joey who looks like he just got up. He's, like, wearing a robe and sweatpants and his hair's all must. No, he's not wearing a robe and sweatpants. He's wearing, like, boxer shorts and a t-shirt and... His hair just looks, reminds me of Harry from, uh, <laughs> from Dumb and Dumber, Jeff Daniels' character. Danny, for emphasis, says this is how he looks before breakfast, and Michelle looks at Teddy and he says, yeah, he's not really a morning person. I love how when Michelle says he's not a morning person, and both Teddy and Denise not like, yeah, we know Joey, he definitely isn't. So yeah, basically what I want you to do, trace your best friend, call her in, and then tell us the story about why that person is your best friend. God, oh my gosh. And he's like, all right, have at it. We got paper and supplies for all of you. Are they doing it right there in the school or are they taking it home to do it? And Teddy looks at Michelle's like, hey, guess what? I got back just in time. How about that? You can trace me. And uh, here where's, here's where the battle lines are drawn. You know Denise is not going to put up with that. She's like, hey, I'm her best friend. She's tracing me. And Teddy says, Michelle, I mean, you've got to pick one of us. So, yeah, really putting the pressure on her, basically backing, backing her into a corner. Like, uh, why did you have to come back today, Teddy? Why couldn't it have been next week when we were done with this? Uh. You just see the, 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 the confusion. Like, I know if I pick someone, the other person's going to be hurt. What can I say? Michelle's popular, you know? I mean, kids like her. She's cool. All right, class. Let's say hello to our parent volunteer, Mr. Tanner. Michelle's dad. Hi, Michelle's dad. Hi, Michelle's class. Excuse me. Is this Miss Barnes' class? Teddy! Teddy's here. You came to the right place. Come on in. I see some of you remember Teddy. Mm -hmm. I do. He used to live here, but then he moved to Texas. Had. That's how they say hi in Texas. No, no. Miss Barnes, could Teddy sit here? Well, that's okay with Teddy. You bet, partner. <laughs> I've got to stop talking Texas. Okay, let's settle down now and pay attention to Mr. Tanner. Thank you, Miss Barnes. Okay, this is a little project that I've thought of that I know you guys are all going to love. And, and I don't mean recess. <laughs> okay, it's a classroom. All right. What I want you guys to do is trace a life-size drawing of your best friend. Just like I did. This is my best friend, Joey. That's how he looks. 
lunch before breakfast. He's not a morning person. No, that, that's true. What I want you guys to do is I want you to trace your best friend, okay, color it in, and then tell us all a story about why that person is your best friend. Okay, we've got paper and supplies for all of you. I got back just in time. You could trace me. Hey, I'm her best friend. She's tracing me. Michelle, you've got to pick one of us. All right, so let's get over to KFLH radio station for the Rush Hour Renegades. We got Jesse there. Joey's walking in with Roxy, and of course he apologizes, like, "Hey, Jess, sorry I'm late. You know, I had to pick up Roxy at the airport." So I'm guessing this wasn't something that was planned for her to be there, but he just figures, "You know, I had to pick her up on the way over here. She's here. Why not include her in the show?" So Jesse's like, wow, an airport pickup, huh? I mean, this relationship must be getting pretty serious. Roxy says, well, I mean, we would have been here sooner, but I couldn't get Joey off the moving sidewalk. I tried one of those at an airport once. It was kind of cool. Kind of like an escalator, only flat. <laughs> Joey says, oh, hey, it's fun going the wrong way. So... Jesse's got the newspaper and say, hey, Roxy, I was reading that you have a gig this weekend. Why don't you promote it on the radio? I mean, you're here. And I like that she's like, I mean, that's cool. If that's cool with you. I mean, you guys, are you sure you don't mind me sitting in on your radio station session? And Jesse's like, oh, I mean, it's fine with this. But hey, Roxy, let me warn you. A little word of warning here. Once Joey and I get going, <laughs> watch out. Oh, Roxy, you better fasten your seatbelt, because when Joey and I get going, things get moving fast around here, you know what I mean? <laughs> Joey's like, hey, Jess, I hear you. Yeah, don't worry, Roxy. Once the singers start flying, I'll shield you with my body, huh? <laughs> Goodness, yeah. <laughs> this, this is going to backfire. Yeah, I mean, they've always been an awesome twosome duo, Joey and Jesse, with the advertising, you know, the radio station gig. But it always seems like when we get a third person in here, mainly whoever Joey's attached to or infatuated with, Joey and Jesse ends up being the third wheel. And this situation honestly is no different than Jesse, Joe, or Joey and Stacy and oh yeah, Jesse. I mean, I haven't covered that one yet. That'll be for the best friend segment next year. But oh boy, Jesse's in for a world of surprise. <laughs> Those chairs look comfy. Cause he's, all right, we're going to rock and roll here. Roxy, you sit down. Joey, get her a seat. And we're going to jump right into this. Oh, my gosh. So Jesse and Joey get going with the radio. Like, hey, we're, uh, the R and the H here with the lower hand. He's like the lower hand on the clock. And he's like, and the little hand on my thigh. Joey, what are you doing? <laughs> And Joey's like, oh, sorry, Jess. I mean, we're a little cramped in here because we have a special guest, Roxy Martin. Joey says she's a stand-up comic. She's cute. She's funny. She just also happens to be my girlfriend. Aww. The Giggle Garage. I wonder if what that name is actually what the actual place is called. Because I know, like, uh, the Laugh Machine is the actual place, I believe, is called the Laugh Factory. But they call it the Laugh Machine on Full House. But yeah, the Giggle Garage. I kind of like that name. It's kind of cute. I bet they got awesome french fries. And Joey says, I'll be there giggling every night except for Friday because that's my hockey night. And Joey kind of leads her in with a joke, uh, kind of a setup here. Like, oh, you know, Roxy, you like hockey, don't you? 
And she says, yeah, I do prefer something a little less... I do prefer something a little less bloody. Like open heart surgery. <laughs> of course, here, Jesse, of course, the first of many attempts to try to get a word in here. Like, <laughs> that's true. And I, I knew this doctor, and Joey kind of cuts him off. Like, oh, I know exactly what you're saying, Roxy. And he says, Joey says, I had a game last week. I lost four teeth, and that was during the national anthem. Oh, Je yeah, Jesse's bringing up, you know, the national anthem, the one that Roseanne Barr sang that a lot of people were angry with her. Whether uh, either she didn't sing the words right or she was doing it as a mockery. I don't know. I don't know. But a lot of people were angry with her. Another attempt. Jesse could not get a word in. We're missing one half of the Rush Hour Renegades. It's becoming the Joey and Roxy show. Yeah, it's like Joey and Roxy are in this deep conversation. We're not even hearing any music right now. And she's all like, so what other profession lets you fight on the job, right? And Joey's like, yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. You see two accountants duking it out? Because someone forgot to carry the four. And Jesse now is really like, hey, there's fighting in other sports. Hey, guys, guys, there's fighting in other sports too, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you, you feel bad for Jesse. <laughs> the look of Joey just, as Jesse's trying to interject here, Joey just looks like, why are you interrupting this banter between me and Roxy here? They're sitting, she's practically sitting on his lap. They're sharing a mic. And it's just like, Jesse, why are you? It's like, it is the Rush Hour Renegades, not the Joey and Roxy channel. I <laughs> can't even come up with anything. Boxing, yep, yep. You know, that's kind of the goal. You're hitting each other, right? And Roxy says how her dad was a, a boxer, but he wasn't very good. He fought under the name Kid Hit Me and I'll Fall. Joey's like, yeah, I think I heard about him. He never made it to the ring. He got punched out by the peanut vendor. Like, oh my goodness. At this point, people are like, are we going to be able to hear some music? Or do I have to change the channel? People are like calling into the scene like, hey, are we going to listen to some music sometime soon? And they're probably like, guys, we gotta cut, come on, we gotta start playing music. People are about ready to change the channel on the radio station. And Jimmy just is like, yeah, not that, now it's time to check in with Jesse in traffic. Jess? I'd be like, Joey, you can't just sit there and make out with your girlfriend while you're trying, you're being paid to do this job. All of San Francisco and surrounding areas are not paying to, or, well, they're not paying to listen to the radio station, but uh, they don't want to hear you sucking face with a microphone on. That's gross. I would be switching over so fast. Like, okay, changing it. Jesse is, ah, uh, he's not having He's like, it's rush hour. You're stuck. Okay, it's just the way that he said it just makes me think of a... Um, Edie McClurg from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, <laughs> uh, when she's at that car rental place, and, um, Steve Martin is there. It's like, you have your rental agreement? I lost it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? You are, yeah. You're out of luck. Not a pelican, he just has a big mouth. <laughs> uh, Jess, I'm sorry, we're late. I had to pick up Roxy at the airport. Oh, airport pickup. Relationship getting serious, huh? Well, we'd have been here.
here sooner, but I couldn't get Joey off the moving sidewalk. <laughs> hey, it's fun going the wrong way. <laughs> Cox, I was reading that you, uh, you have a gig in town this weekend. Yeah. Why don't you come on the show and plug it? Hey, that's great. As long as you guys don't mind. Oh, it's fine with us, but, uh, Roxy, let me give you a little word of warning. Better, uh, fasten your seatbelt, because when Joey and I get going, things get moving pretty fast around here, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Once the zingers start flying, I'll shield you with my body. Huh? 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 Yeah? Huh? Yeah? Huh? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you see how we just went up the top it's, of our head? Uh, it's dangerous. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> sit down. Give her a seat. Give her a seat. Go. Okay, Roxy. Now, brace yourself, because we are on in three, two, one. Rush Hour Renegades. All right, San Francisco, we are the Rush Hour Renegades. Jesse and Joey coming at you live. We are the double R with the H in the middle, and the big hand is on the four, the little hand is on my thigh. Joey, what are you doing? Whoa, sorry, Jess. <laughs> We're a little cramped in here today because we have a very special guest, Roxy Martin. She's a stand-up comic. She's cute, she's funny, and she just happens to be my girlfriend. <laughs> well, two out of three ain't bad. Hi, San Francisco. Hope you all come and see me at the Giggle Garage this weekend. I'll be there giggling every night except Friday. That's my hockey night. Um, Roxy, you like hockey, don't you? Well, I do prefer something a little less bloody, like open-heart surgery. <laughs> yeah, I knew this doctor. I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, I had a game last week. I lost four teeth, and that was just during the national anthem. <laughs> Speaking of national anthem, Roseanne Barr oh, sang man, that. Oh, man, it's really amazing. You know, I mean, what other profession lets you fight on the job? Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. When was the last time you saw two accountants duking it out because someone forgot to carry the four? <laughs> you know, there's, there's fighting in other sports, too. Hey, guys, guys, there's fighting in other sports, too. You know, like, um, uh, Can't think of boxing. <laughs> My dad was a boxer. But, well, he wasn't very good. You know, he fought under the name, Kid Hit Me and I'll Fall. <laughs> yeah, I think I read about him. Never made it to the ring. Got punched out by the peanut vendor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And on that note, it's time to check in with Jesse in traffic. Jess? It's rush hour. You're stuck. <laughs> Now we're up in Michelle's room. She's sitting on her bed. Comet's laying next to her. We got Teddy on one side of on the very end of her bed. On the other side of Comet. We got Denise. Both of them are Denise is sitting in a chair. She's just like, Michelle, are you gonna choose one of us or what? We gotta get home to do homework and have dinner. We have lives to lead. Michelle's looking at Teddy, who's got he's got his an arm across his Stomach, he's got his elbow, like, on one hand, and and then he's got, like, his chin, like, resting in the palm of his hand there, and then Michelle looks over at him. Teddy just rolls his eyes, like, uh, like, Michelle's like, like, Teddy, what do I do? Teddy, help me. I don't know how to make this decision on my own. And then he's like, Michelle, come on, we gotta do the project, it's due tomorrow. Yeah, who are you gonna trace, Michelle? Yeah, they're really applying the pressure to her. Even Comet's just, like, got this bored look, he's laying on the bed, like, Michelle, can you please pick already? Teddy's encroaching on my space on the bed. I think he's, like, pinching my, <laughs> he's, like, apparently sitting on my paw. <laughs> <laughs> What's 
Teddy was your old best friend. It's like, okay, let me see here. Teddy was my old best friend, and Denise is my new best friend. Huh. Yeah, we, <laughs> we know that. Just pick one of us. Yeah. And when she started, like, Teddy was my old best friend, and Teddy jumps off the bed. He's like, that's right. Trace away as he... It's like, the paper is so thin. I would not be, uh, it just looks like that paper is going to rip so easily. It just looks like the paper at the doctor's office that you're sitting on or laying on, depending. Oh, <laughs> it's just the thinnest of paper. You wouldn't be able to trace anything without ripping that paper. I'm wearing, like, pointed cowboy boots or what? I can't really Hell, I like Michelle's, like, pigtails. And her teeth grew back. Her front teeth finally grew in. And Michelle front, you know, it's like, but Denise is my new best friend. It's like, Teddy, you left. I had to find somebody else. And, of course, <laughs> Denise like, and new means now, so move it, Tex. She's like, sh like, shove over. They're both fighting and laying on the floor on this horrible butcher paper. That is, you can hear it tearing as they're, like, shoving each other off of it. There are two sides of this paper. Trace one on one side and one on the other. Sure, it's going against the project, but that was just unfair for Danny to make, you know, come on. This, it just, it sends out, like, someone's going to end up in tears. Kids are going to be arguing. It's just not a good situation. Teddy's like, no, old means first, new means second. I'm in, you're out. Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. And Michelle is just torn. She's like, guys, guys, I like you both. How do I decide? So immediately, because she's like, how do I decide? It becomes a, hey, let's see what stuff we can give to Michelle to make her decision easier. She never asked for any of their stuff. Because... Teddy's going to give her his bolo tie. I'd be like, great, that goes with nothing that I own, but thank you. Yeah, he's like, I'll give you my bolo tie that I got in Texas. Like, Teddy, you you hold on to that. You hold on to that. It looks good with his his cowhide vest with his faux leather uh, fringish looking vest. Doesn't have anything right now, but she's like, oh, I can, she pulls the scrunchie out of her hair and says, I'll give you my scrunchie. Great. <laughs> While he's giving the bolo tie to Michelle, who's like, oh, wow, this is neat. Denise is still sitting on the floor. She sees this and she's saying, what can I give her? What can I give her? What do I have on me right now? And they said, oh, here we go. Here's the scrunchie that's holding my hair. Here you go, Michelle. I can see you like scrunchies because you have two of them in your hair, Michelle. Here's a third. <laughs> yeah, and Michelle's like, oh, wow, cool. And Teddy's got snickles, which I guess are like a play on, like, Skittles. What are snickles? They, they look like nerds. And he's like, oh, there's only one left. And that thing's been in his pocket all day, so you know it's, like, melted. She's like, green? I don't know. Red's my favorite. <laughs> but it just, you may as well eat it. It's in your hand. It's probably all melted anyway. I mean, it's been in his pocket all day. Well, I meant in the box in his pocket. <laughs> the look that Teddy levels her with. 
With arms folded, like, Michelle, please. Come on now. Enough. I just, I, I just the stare, it just looks like how Max would, Max Fuller would look at Jackson or somebody when they're, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, just, it really does. Oh my, I just, that would be so interesting. I'm just thinking if there's a time machine where the kids, like Jackson and Max, could use a time machine and go back in time to when, like, DJ and Stephanie and Michelle were all younger about their age and interact with them. That would just be cool. I, like, who would get along with who? And Michelle turns to Denise and asks, Denise, do you have anything better? And Denise says, well, all I have is my Jasmine pencil case. And you can see it definitely is Jasmine and Aladdin, and it's teal and purple. And Michelle immediately, oh, wow, that'll go great with my Abu eraser. And that's when Denise is like, I never said you could have this. Yeah, she looks at Michelle and says, excuse me, who said you could have this? What is Comet chewing on in the background? His foot? Did someone give him a treat maybe to keep him on that bed because he's still on the bed he's chewing on something i don't know but <laughs> but the, when michelle says well don't you want to be my best friend and denise is she's like well i mean not if i gotta give you all my stuff like when did it become about an ultimatum as in what we're each teddy and i are upping each other for your friendship basically to be who gets to be the lucky one? Who gets to be traced? They're the ones that started giving her stuff. And she just went along with it. It's like, okay, let's see. What do you have that, uh, like, do you got anything better than a snickle? You do? Great. Yeah, she says, not if you take all my stuff. Yeah, she's like, hey, look, if Teddy wants to give you all his stuff, that's fine with me. If he wants to be your best friend, that's fine with me. Yeah, good for Teddy. Looks like she's like, hey, Teddy, you want Michelle as your best friend? You got it. I'm done here. And <laughs> it's almost like Denise was like, you see what Michelle's doing? Do you really want the... <laughs> it's like he's he's now questioning, like, do I want to be a friend with Michelle now? He's like, I don't want to. I love that tie. I got it. It's like my only other reminder from Texas when I lived there for over a year. And Denise says, oh, yeah, and it looks really good on you, too. So they both turn on Michelle, and they're like, hey, give me my tie. Give me my scrunchie back. And the snack, you throw that out, or someone pop it in their mouth. That is so gross. It's being tossed from hand to hand to hand. And Michelle's like, well, wait a minute. Who's going who's gonna to be my best friend? And they're both like, not me, not me. And, of course, Denise and Teddy are now besties, minus Michelle. Like, you know what, Teddy? I like green Snickles. And he says, I'm your man. Aww. They both walk out the door, and Teddy kind of looks over his shoulder at Michelle. Like, eh, see, it didn't have to go this way, Michelle. <laughs> you pushed us in this direction. You pushed us together. So she now she's out two best friends. And, of course, Michelle asks, well, how did that happen? Well, I could think of a couple things 
You don't ask your friends to barter for your friendship and say, okay, what do you got? What do you got? Oh, that's not good. How about you? Wait. Sorry, but I don't think a friendship with Michelle is worth giving up your stuff for. Definitely not giving up a Jasmine pencil case. Aw, poor Michelle. I mean, I do feel bad for her, but she kind of brought this on herself with the whole, what are you going to give me? What are you going to give me? And comments like, oh, I'll hang out with you, Michelle. I'm your buddy. I won't leave you. Yet. Dog, <laughs> please stop licking her face. I'm surprised she hasn't put a hand up like, stop, stop it, God, it, stop. I mean, he's licking her mouth, her nose, her eyes. Oh, my goodness. I get it. He wants to give her kisses, but it's like, come on, comment. Relax. <laughs> come on, Michelle. We got to do the project. Who do you want to trace? Okay, okay. Let's see. Teddy was my old best friend. That's right. Trace away. be like a third mini plot here because Stephanie is still going at the whole extending the curfew. Point number 57. Oh my good grief. Girl, please. And Danny's just sitting there, yo, his hands folded. He's just like, <laughs> uh-huh. Mm. How much longer is this going to take, Steph? Because I got to get dinner started. <laughs> Danny's like, Steph, exactly how many points are there? And she says, as many as it takes. 
Oh my goodness, you're gonna be here all day. And what, what exactly are these points? One, they're just ridiculous, and they don't mean anything. As many as it takes to get you to extend my curfew. He already did a month ago. Oh my goodness, she does not need to be staying out till 9:30 at night. Oh come on, Steph. Yeah, the maturity factor. She says I have here a signed affidavit. David from a cashier at Sizzler who called me ma'am. Sweetie, that is what they are trained to tell you or call you. I say it all the time. What if someone on the show loves the Sizzler? One of these people that writes for the show just loves the Sizzler because this is not the first time that it's ever been brought up. This is like the third or fourth time. Oh, come on. Because Michelle comes down <laughs> the stairs. It's like, hey, Dad. And somebody's like, no, Michelle, wait. I'm still working on him. He's starting to weaken. And Danny's like, look, that, no, we're done here, okay? Look, your curfew is going to stay what it is, okay? Um, and Stephanie finally was like, yeah, but if I keep arguing, then my curfew is going to be before Michelle's bedtime. Yeah, well, because, yeah, he's like, hey, the curfew is going to stay the same. That's just how it is. And Stephanie blames Michelle. Like, oh, thanks a lot, Michelle. And Danny says, it's not her fault. And Stephanie says, I know, but if I keep arguing with you, it's going to end up, my curfew is going to be before Michelle's bedtime. So Michelle explains to Danny, I can't do the best friend project anymore. And he asks her, well, why not? And she says, because I don't have a best friend. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You have two of them. You have Denise and Teddy. What happened? He says, her, yeah, that was a key element to have a best friend. I just, uh, it just sounds like hurt feelings and arguments, which is kind of what we got here. Um, she, she, she is bordering on the selfish. He's like, oh, well, everything would have been fine if Teddy had had red Snickles. He's thinking if Teddy had had the red Snickles and not the green, she would have automatically chosen him. I still don't understand why she couldn't have just done both. That paper's got two sides on it, right? You draw one friend on one side and one on the other. Granted, I get it, your best friend. Why are you making a kid choose? That's not fair. And Danny's like, well, what are red sniffles? What does that have to do with that? More importantly, what exactly is a sniffle? <laughs> doesn't answer his question. She says, I try to be fair to pick the best friend with the best stuff. What? That was how you're, oh, Michelle. Sweetie, that is not how you do things. Pick the best friend with the best stuff. Teddy gave me his tie and Denise gave me her scrunchie. And Danny asks, is a scrunchie like a sniggle? Is a sniffle like a scrunchie? And <laughs> Michelle says, Dad, please stay with me. I'm going somewhere with this. Yeah, and he's like, honey, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get a handle on this, but it sounds like you're basically asking your friends to give you their stuff so that way they'd be your best friend or something like that. Sounds to me like you're making people give you weird sounding stuff to try to get them to be your best friend. And Michelle says, well, I didn't make them. They wanted to. Because in a way, your wording made it think that they had no choice. Like, oh, if I don't give her something, she's not going to be my best friend anymore. Like, I don't... Yeah, her exact words were... You're both my best friend. How do I decide? And that's when Teddy is like, oh, here, let me give you something of mine to help you make that decision. And she says, then they got mad at me. They wanted to give me their stuff. Then they got mad at me. Well, the minute you're like, oh, my gosh, that'll go great with me. It's like, um, sweetie, no. And Danny tells her, you know, maybe you should apologize to Teddy and Denise. I'm like, well, I, they aren't taking my calls. So 
they kind of shut me out. And Michelle can't believe that Danny's like, I can't believe you're on their side. He's like, honey, it's not that I'm on their side. And he, he said, he kind of does hit the nail on the head with it. Sounds like, to me, like you're trying to take advantage of the situation. And he tells her, I think you should say you're sorry. And she asks, do I have to? And he's like, well, no, you don't have to. But don't you think that would be the right thing to do? Don't you want to grow up to be a good person? He says, I'm not going to force you to apologize. I think you're old enough to decide that for yourself. And she's like, good, I choose not to. Yeah, he's, <laughs> when she leaves, he says, oh, I should have seen that coming. Which brings us to point number 57. Steph, exactly how many points are there? As many as it takes to get you to extend my curfew. Oh my now, the maturity factor. I have here a signed affidavit from a cashier at Sizzler who called me ma'am. <laughs> Dad? Not now, Michelle. He's starting to weaken. No, he's not. I'm sorry, Steph. No sale. Your curfew remains the same. Thanks a lot, Michelle. It's not her fault. I know, but if I get mad at you, my curfew will be before hers. <laughs> hey, honey. What's up? I can't do my best friend project. Why not? Because I don't have a best friend. That was a key element. <laughs> what happened? Well, everything would have been fine if Teddy had red snickles. Well, what do red snickles have to do with it? More importantly, what, what exactly is a snickle? I try to be fair to make the best friend with the best stuff. Teddy gave me his tie, and Denise gave me her scrunchie. Is a scrunchie like a snickle? Dad, stay with me. I'm trying to, Michelle. I'm trying to get a handle on this. But it, it sounds to me like you were making people give you weird-sounding stuff to try to get them to be your best friend. I didn't make them. They wanted to. Then they got mad at me. Well, maybe you should apologize to Teddy and Denise. I can't believe you're on their side. It's not that I'm on their side, honey. It, it, it sounds to me like you're trying to take advantage of the situation. And I think maybe you should say you're sorry. Do I have to? No. I'm not going to force you to apologize. I think you're old enough to decide for yourself. Good. I decide not to. <laughs> Should have seen that coming. So, Jesse and Joey and Roxy come in, and Stephanie's like, huh, Joey, you and Roxy were hilarious. You guys really pulled down the house. And she looks at Jesse and says, you should have been there, Uncle Jesse. And he tells her as she's walking into the living room, I was there. Don't you listen to traffic reports? Why would she? She doesn't drive. Why would she need to know about traffic reports? So Roxy does apologize for kind of monopolizing, you know, the airtime. And even Joey's like, oh, I hope you didn't mind. And Jesse's just like, oh, me mind? Heck no, I don't mind. It's okay. And he's like, hey, do you think I'm so secure that I'd be looking at my watch while you guys talk for an hour and 48 minutes? <laughs> and he says, look, bottom line is, it was good radio. Well, the ratings are awesome. It's, so Joey's like, hey, would you mind if she uh, kind of came back tomorrow? Wouldn't that be a question for your manager? Because <laughs> she isn't a rush hour renegade. She was just a guest. And did he even get approval for bringing her there? I, I don't... Mm. Yeah, okay, so Joey's like, well, that's great, Jess, because, you know, with so many phone calls that we got, people loving it so much, maybe Roxy could join us again tomorrow. 
Jesse's like, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely fine. No problem. Well, check it out with your manager. Unless he already kind of did, like, hey, you know, phone calls. Guys, she's great. Bring bring her back if you want. And Jesse is just really, like, <laughs> piling this up. Like, oh, it's it's okay. In fact, you know what's better than okay? It's A-okay. Like, <laughs> Jesse, he's laying it down thick. He really has a problem with it. Uh, Joey and Roxy run off to write bits for tomorrow's show. Jesse, if you got a big problem with it, say something. Like, oh, you guys have fun. Don't bother to include me, even though it's half my show. I mean, really, really, it was Jesse taking over the radio station. And because Joey was there making insults, apparently they liked the banter between Jesse and Joey that it's like, hey, you guys, we want you. We want both of you. Thing is not happening just unless you get Joey in that seat next to you. That's not a hat, it's a bad haircut. <laughs> Hi, Steph. Hey, Joey. Roxy, you and Joey were hysterical on the radio today. Thanks. You know, Uncle Jesse, you should have been there. <laughs> I was there. Did you listen to traffic reports? <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesse. I guess we did monopolize the time today. Yeah, once we got rolling, we kind of got carried away. Hope you didn't mind. Oh, come on. Me? Mine? Please, God. You think I'm so insecure that I'd be sitting there looking at my watch while you guys talk for an hour and 48 minutes? <laughs> Look, bottom line is, it was good radio. Well, that's great because, you know, with so many phone calls that we got and people loving it so much, I was thinking maybe Roxy could join us again tomorrow. If that's okay with you. Yeah, fine. Oh, sure, it's okay. You know, in fact, you know, it's better than okay. It's it's a-okay. <laughs> okay. Hey. <laughs> Let's go write some bits for tomorrow. Oh, yeah, okay. You kids have fun now. Don't bother to include me. Okay, Jesse actually pulls something out of the refrigerator that isn't fried cold chicken. He pulls out that uh, little bowl of not ripe strawberries from the morning. So he's asking Michelle, like, hey, Michelle, are you feeling a little better? You feel, how are you feeling? She's like, I've been okay. I've been better. Oh, this, yeah, her situation is a smidge similar to uh, Jesse. Because she asked, well, what do you do when your friends leave you out? And Jesse looks over his cho- shoulder at the living room door and says, traffic reports. And Michelle, what, huh? No, no, I'm just kidding. And he tells her, look, if your friends are leaving you out, they're not treating you right. I'd say, uh, you know, make new friends. And Becky comes in, and she kisses Jesse hello. Michelle asks, well, where do you get a best friend? And, of course, Jesse's like, well, I married mine. Michelle says, great, that doesn't help me at all. I'm not even dating yet. And she runs off with the strawberries, the not-ripe strawberries, the white-on-top strawberries. Oh, hey, Shorty. How you feeling? I've been better. Yeah, I know the feeling. Have a berry. <laughs> What do you do when your friends leave you out? Traffic reports. Huh? Well, no, I'm just kidding. Listen, if your friends are leaving you out and they're not treating you right, I say uh, you don't make new friends. Hi, honey. Hi, Michelle. Hi, honey. Hi. Where do you get a best friend? Well, I married mine. <laughs> Great. I'm not even dating yet. <laughs> hey, hey, the berries. 
Becky, who is also sitting up on the kitchen counter there, is like, hey, nice show today, honey. And I like how he's like, eh. <laughs> I wasn't really there. Yes, of course, Jesse, <laughs> Joey and Roxy were hilarious. He's like, well, they weren't hilarious. They were okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's like, hey, if Joey's bringing his girlfriend, I'm bringing my wife on the show. How about that? We can plug Wake Up San Francisco. They need that many more viewers? <laughs> Are they suffering in ratings? <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, come on the show tomorrow. And she asked him, why? He's like, yeah, we'll, we'll have a few laughs, and bottom line, it'll be good radio. Yeah, you'll plug Wake Up San Francisco. Bottom line, it'll be good radio. Why would she need to plug Wake Up San Francisco? It's been on for, what, since season two, and this is so over five years. I don't think they uh, have to worry about new viewership unless it's new people moving to San Francisco that haven't heard of the show. Everyone who's who's watching it has heard of it, so. And she asked him, well, is it okay with Joey? And Jesse says, yeah, hey, it's more than okay. It's A-okay. Great show today, honey. Eh. Joey and Roxy were hilarious. Well, they were hilarious, like hilarious, hilarious. Beck, you know what? I just got a great idea. Why don't you come on the show tomorrow? Why? It'll be fun. We'll have a few laughs. You'll plug Wake Up San Francisco. Bottom line is, it'll be good radio. Well, is it okay with Joey? Well, yeah, yeah, it's more than okay. It's a-okay. Get a little Steve Nugget here. I guess we haven't seen him in a bit. And since he and DJ broke up, He's got a cardboard box filled with stuff that uh, belong to the other. And I think we may have a contender for another best outfit of the episode with... Everyone's wearing, like, sleeveless button-up. Uh, Steve's wearing one with a white shirt under... short-sleeved shirt underneath. He's got little, like, a little um, arrowhead necklace. And he's wearing a black sleeveless button-up shirt. And his hair, oh my gosh, he looks so amazing. He looks amazing. And I'm just thinking now, um, I think we're going to move him. So Teddy's still going to stay number one. Steve's actually going to take the second spot for best outfit. And then Kimmy's going to be third because I don't want to be biased because I like the color red. So, yeah, he's like, all right, now I've got all my stuff back from you. You've got all your stuff back from me. However, there's one little thing we have to clear up. He pulls out a black plastic VHS case that says Fist of Fury. We made this, and she's like, I don't need to watch that now. We're broken up. He's like, well, wait a minute. So I had to watch Steel Magnolias for nothing? I'm like, no, not for nothing. No, when Jeremy and I were dating, that I had played, I had played, but I'm sure that he had seen that movie prior to he and I being together. I know I had. His hair is amazing in this scene. It's gorgeous. It's not too, you know, high like in season six. It's just, oh, it's so, oh, I love his hair here in the scene. He's like, you promised to watch Fist of Fury. He says, I don't gotta watch it now. We're broken up. Any deals we made while we were dating that we didn't fulfill are uh, null and void. I don't need to uh, fulfill this promise anymore. And wouldn't the point be to watch it together? I mean, unless she said, here, you can watch Steel Magnolias if, and I'll watch this Fist of Fury. 
which sounds like it could be maybe a martial arts film, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, I don't know. Never seen him. So, I don't know. Part of me thinks that she would watch it with him. It's really cool that they can still be friends and hang out. Michelle comes up, she is just scrambling for ideas. Like, DJ, can I trace you for the nice school project? And she asks, well, wait, wait, weren't you supposed to trace your best friend? And Michelle even says she got on the phone with every kid in her class and they've already been paired up with a best friend. Who, I'm guessing, I doubt before this project they were best friends. It's more like grab a buddy and get cracking out of that tracing, I guess. And Michelle says, so I decided to ask my best sister. And <laughs> DJ, oh, that's sweet. And oh, Stafford. Michelle, you really should have stopped at that, because she's like, oh, and when Stephanie said no, I decided to move on to you, the good sister. She says, I figured you, I decided that you were my last chance, because Stephanie said no. <laughs> DJ seems broken up about it, like, so I'm your second best sister? And Michelle says, well, I mean, no, but I saw Stephanie first, and I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You know, because Stephanie and I, you know, we share a bedroom and everything, so I see her more often than I see you. So, yeah, we're closer in age then. Yeah. <laughs> and Michelle's like, oh, I blew it, didn't I? Foot and mouth. I really thought Kimmy was going to like, hey, squirt, I'll help you out. And I thought she was like, yeah, you can trace me. I thought she was going to, like, take her stinky shoes off for her stinky feet. But she, she goes over the door and holds the door open for Michelle to leave. I'm like, Kimmy, it's not your room. If DJ wants Stephanie, or wants Stephanie, if DJ wants Michelle to go, she can ask her to leave. But that's not up to you because it ain't your room. Emphasis on help you out. As in, the door's already open. Here you go. Here's the door. Michelle looks at DJ like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're still friends with this girl. And DJ does not offer any, like, Kimmy, chill out. Michelle, can you please go? She didn't say any of that. She's like, sorry, Michelle. Should have chose me over Stephanie. like, walks past Kimmy and does a weird hand gesture, like, Ugh. Like, her fingers are like, Kimmy looks at like, I don't know what that meant, but, okay. Seemed to know what that was because he's just like, uh-huh. Uh, you go, Michelle. <laughs> you got a smile on his face. All right, now I've got all my stuff back from you, and you've got all your stuff back from me. We just have one more piece of unfinished business. Now, you promised to watch Fists of Fury. I don't have to watch it now. We broke up. We made this deal when we were going together. <laughs> oh, great. So I watched Steel Magnolias for nothing, huh? <laughs> Not for nothing. DJ, can I trace you for my school project? I thought you were supposed to trace your best friend. Well, I called everybody in my class, but all the best friends were taken. So I decided to ask my best sister. Aww. Well, that's sweet. And when Stephanie said no, <laughs> I decided that you were my last chance. What? So I'm your second best sister? No, but I saw Stephanie first and I... I... Ooh, didn't I? <laughs> hey, Squirt. I'll help you out. You will? Sure. Here's the door. <laughs> oh, 
This is take two of Rush Hour Renegades here with Roxy returning. And of course, I I don't really, like, Joey, I get it, she's your girlfriend and everything, but I don't think listeners really want to hear you sucking face, because they're right by the microphone. It's just like, come on, guys, be professional. And (laughs) it's almost like Jesse is trying to one-up Joey. With Becky. It's like, oh, he and Roxy kissed? Okay. Well, I'm going to kiss my wife. Because he introduces her. <laughs> yeah, and Jesse's like, oh, let's not for- let's not forget my our extra special guest, my lovely and talented wife, Rebecca Donaldson, of Wake Up San Francisco fame. And Jesse goes to kiss Becky, and she's just, like, kind of reluctant, like, uh, she, I think she can see what's going on here. Like, uh, you just brought me on here because Joey has Roxy on here. Okay, so they want to plug again at the Giggle Garage her two shows. Uh, and now they're doing the, the nose rubbing thing. But people would be... Yeah, they're doing the nose rubbing thing after promoting Roxy's two shows at the Giggle Garage again, in case you missed it yesterday. And it's just like, I would be turning it off. I would be switching to another station. It's like, I'm, I want to hear music. I mean, I don't listen to the radio anymore, but boy, oh boy, I'm there, if I listen to the radio, I'm listening to the music. I'm not listening to the banter of the, the DJs. I'm like, when the DJs come on, I'm switching to the next station that's playing music. And then Jesse has, oh, and did I mention that Becky and Rebecca's doing one show on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday in the morning? Oh, this is just painful to watch. Because Jesse does the nose rubbing thing, but Becky's just like, I don't get what, why, uh. Joey jokes about his morning routine, about how scary he is in the morning, and for his own protection, he shaves in the dark. Ugh. So, yeah, Jesse now wants to put Nikki and Alex in, well, they're not there. Oh, my gosh, you imagine? Hey, let's bring my, since you don't have kids, Joey, I'm bringing my boys onto the show. But now it's like, hey, let's enter. Hey, Beck, remember this morning what our kids did at breakfast, that funny thing? And she's like, no. He's like, no, honey, come on. Remember the funny thing they did this morning? She <laughs> she's like, oh, what funny thing? And he's like, yeah, yeah, milk was coming out of their nose, you know? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, talk about that. And she's like, oh, honey, that wasn't yesterday. That was two weeks ago. And Jesse's like, doesn't matter to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, who cares what day it was, honey? It was so funny, wasn't it? And she's like, well, no, actually it was disgusting. Actually, now that I think about it, it wasn't our boys. It was Joey. <laughs> Ow! Joe and Joey's like, oh, oh pardon me. Oh, good thing I wasn't wearing a shirt. Okay, that's an image I don't need in my mind. Um, <laughs> wow, this is just... The banter is just off the wall, guys. Just, and you think Joey at some point is going... 
they're not even talking about anything that the the listeners would find relevant at all. It's like, well, unless they watch Becky and know who she is, they don't know Roxy. It's just like, can we? <laughs> you know, they're droning out to a di- they're going to a different station at this point. So Roxy tries to take this topic of shirts in another direction. Like speaking of shirts. How about those guys that tuck their shirts into their underwear? Do they think that's a good look? What? Who does that? I mean, I've heard of tucking the shirt, you know, in the pants for the tucked-in look. But you're not tucking it into your underwear. I don't know anybody that does that. So Becky is like, oh yeah, hey, how about this? Why don't you go so far to, to stick your... Stick their pants in their socks? I... I, I don't know if I've seen anything like that. <laughs> For heaven's sake, Jesse's like, Becky, no, Becky, stop. Let's talk more about our kids. You know, since we have kids and Joey doesn't have any. <laughs> it just seems like he just wants to monopolize the airtime because that's what Joey and Roxy are doing. Emphasis on the children that we have and they don't have. And Becky, she's not going, she's like, Speaking about our kids, and Jesse's like, well, we were. You were talking about funny things our kids do. Yeah, they say the darndest things. Yeah, remember with the bagel? Remember that? That was this morning, right? Oh, Jesse wasn't there for that. The kids really trying to follow along. It's like, yeah, honey, they do say the darndest things, but I thought we were talking about tucking. And Jesse's like, no, they were talking about tucking. We're talking about our kids. We got two different radio shows happening at the same time. What's going on? How funny junk they do, yes. Oh, those twins. Yeah, if Becky finally this. I thought we were all on the same show. Like, what's happening right now? I'm trying to follow along. But, Jesse, you're all over the place. It sounds like you're trying to compete with Joey. Jesse looks over at Joey. He's like, yeah, you know what? It's so hard to tell sometimes. Because he actually sits back away from the microphone. Almost kind of blaming Joey. Like, hey, you started this or you brought this on by bringing Roxy onto the show. I mean, Joey did ask, like, hey, Jess, is this okay? Jesse, of course, could have been honest and said, you know what? This is just you and I. She wants to plug her show fine, but at the end of the day, this is your and my radio show. And you need to remember that. Because Joey, yeah, he was monopolizing a lot. And well, apparently the, the listeners like Roxy and Joey. But do they like Roxy and Joey more than Joey and Jesse? Yeah, Becky, I, I feel for her, girl. I feel for you, Becky. She is so uncomfortable right now. And Roxy, too. It's just... Whatever's going on between Jesse and Joey, it's just... Gosh, the ladies just feel uncomfortable. I'd be like, hey, we're going to step out while you guys, like, work through your issues. Or why don't Roxy and I jump on the microphone while you guys sort out your differences? So Joey gets on the airwaves and just tells them, like, hey, we're going to be back. Just listen to the Troll King commercial here. Smorgasbord. What is it, a restaurant? So, yeah, they cut the airwaves off. 
Joey looks at Jesse and says, hey, Jess, you know, I'm not, I don't work for the psychic network, but I feel like there's a little competition going on. I feel like, Jesse, this would be a great time to open your mouth and actually be honest with Joey about what you're feeling and why you're acting this way. Because he's just, he's kind of acting a little hostile. And he says, oh, no, there's no competition going on here. I just would like to be included in my own show. And Joey is crazy. I I asked you if you were feeling left out, and you said you were cool with it. And Jesse's, oh, I'm not feeling left out. And Becky kind of prides it, prides a little like, well, if you're not feeling left out, then what are you feeling? <laughs> he says, I'm not. I'm feeling not in. I'm like, well, it's kind of the same as left out. Roxy, of course, feels guilty, and she says, you know, guys, I, it's my fault. I'm sorry. I just. It's your show, and I just, I feel like I'm intruding. Like, sweetie, you're not someone, really, you're not intruding in a way as, it's, Joey, you should have had some, like, hey, introduce your girlfriend, plug her show, but at the end of the day, she can kind of hang out in the back and, and kind of watch you guys, but you don't really, I mean, this was just, he was picking her up from the airport, she just happened to be there. But Joey, in the end, does take the blame. Like, no, Roxy, it's my fault. I should have been more sensitive to my partner. And Becky says, no, actually, it's Jesse's fault. And Jesse's like, yeah, it's my... Wait, what? And Becky's right. It's like, Joey asked you if you were okay with this. And you said yes. Why would you lie to him when you clearly have a problem with it? You should have just been honest from the get-go. And the reason Jesse gives is be, because I'm not a crybaby. I'm not going to like, oh, Joey won't let me be on my own show. Oh. You know, I'm going to do that. It's like, dude, it's not being a crybaby. He asked you a simple question. Do you want Roxy on the show? Is it cool if she's on the show for a, a minute? And just, you know, just, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, he's even like, hey, plug your show. You're doing a show, right? Plug it. Get the word out, you know? But there should have been boundaries. There should have been just like, okay, plug the show. And then after that, it's like you can hang back and I think there's a couch off, <laughs> off screen right there that you can hang out and just kind of watch us do our thing. That's how it should have been. And Becky says, okay, so a real man isn't going to reveal his feelings at all and be honest. And Jesse's like, oh, no, I'm not going to say I'm feeling rejected and left out and ignored. Yeah, he's so weird. Like, oh, and then everyone's going to go, oh, poor Jesse. It's okay. I'm like, no. And that's exactly what Roxy and Joey are like, oh, their pet is like, oh, it's okay, Jesse. It's okay. He doesn't want that. It's like, well, then be honest. You know, Joey at least was like, I should have been more receptive to my radio partner. Yeah, it's like, you guys should have just like, okay, if we're going to do this, let's do it this way. And then that way you and I, that's what people are wanting. They're wanting to rush out of Renegades. They're not. Granted, yes, the switchboards lit up like they're on fire because of, Roxy and Joey's banter, which I honestly, personally, I'm just like, I would, if I had to listen to that, I would rather listen to Joey and Jess. Nothing wrong with Roxy, she's a cool girl and whatnot, but 
Uh, and we'll get to uh, Joey's funny Valentine. Where is he at? One. <laughs> we'll get to that in Joey's ladies. That's going to be, I believe, in uh, February or March of next year. So we can actually get an introduction, proper introduction to the character of Roxy and her stand-up comedy stylings, which is basically roasting people, just calling out everything wrong about them, supposedly, in, in her eyes. It's, I don't like that roast. I don't like that at all. Just, you're, you're taking everything about somebody and just... It's like you're tearing them a new one, and it's not cool. I don't like that. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it should be done. But then again, that's just my opinion. Even Becky is just like, oh, honey, it's okay. And she even... I was like, honey, is it such a bad thing to have your friends care about your feelings? I was like, yeah, and that's the thing that I've been told, you know, growing up. Is like, you know, I was always quiet. I never would really, if there's something wrong, I wouldn't verbalize it. I just assumed, like, maybe the look on my face would be enough. When I'd be told, like, we can't read your mind. If something is going on, you need to be honest and say something about it. Which, yeah, that is it. Just, it's. It is hard to be vulnerable and, you know, talk about your feelings when something is bothering you. Because me, personally, I don't want to come off hurting someone's feelings. I know someone will say, well, you're not hurting my feelings. You're letting me know what you're feeling. Instead of bottling them up until you just erupt and get, like, yeah, just... Just be be honest. It's difficult. I get it. But, you know, and that's just kind of a takeaway Tanner Teachable moment for this episode, too. It's just be honest about if something is bothering you, you know that a per the other person is not going to be able to read your mind. But facial cues are definitely, or just the tone of your voice alone is enough that somebody can say, something's going on. Why don't you tell me? what's on your mind so we can work through this and come up with a solution that's all that's all no no one's gonna get hurt so jesse's like okay it feels kind of nice to get that out in the open. like thank you we can move on being open and honest that's the key Jesse. I'm Joey. And we are the Rush Hour Renegades. Now, if you're stuck in traffic, you set that cruise control to five miles an hour, put your feet up on the dashboard, and enjoy! <laughs> yeah, I'd just like to say that we have a special guest joining us once again today for the drive home, Roxy Martin. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, well, let's not forget our extra special guest, my lovely and talented wife, Rebecca Donaldson of Wake Up San Francisco fame. <laughs> Nice to have you both here. Now, did I mention that Roxy will be doing two shows Friday and Saturday night at the Giggle Garage? No time. And, 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 and did I mention that, uh, that Becky's doing one show on Channel 6 on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday mornings? Mm. Uh, speaking of mornings, Roxy, you should see me by dawn's early light. It's pretty scary. For my own protection, I shave in the dark. <laughs> Cheeks in a tourniquet. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, still speaking in the morning. Beck, 
What was that funny thing our kids did yesterday, huh? Tell them. What funny thing? Uh, the, the, the funny thing, they, the, the milk was coming out of their nose. The milk escapade. Talk about that. Oh, no, no, no. That, that, that wasn't yesterday. That was two weeks ago. Well, who cares what day it is, honey? It was still funny, wasn't it? Actually, it was disgusting. And actually, it was Joey. <laughs> Good thing I wasn't wearing a shirt. <laughs> uh, speaking of shirts, how about those guys who tuck their shirt in the underwear? Do they think that's a good look? <laughs> yeah, why not go all the way and stick their pants in their socks? <laughs> back to us, back to us. Um, back, uh, let's talk more about our kids, huh? We're speaking about our kids. We were, we were talking about our kids and all the, all the funny things they do. They say the darndest things, don't they? Well, they do say the darndest things, but I thought we were talking about tucking. They were talking about tucking. We were we were talking about our kids and all the, the, the funny uh, junk they do. I thought we were all on the same show. You know, it's so hard to tell sometimes. Uh, we'll be right back after this brief message from the Troll King Smorgasbord. Located under a bridge near you. <laughs> Jess, I don't work for the Psychic Network, but I'm sensing a little competition going on. There's no competition going. I, I just, you know, would like to be included in my own show, that's all. Well, I asked you before if you're feeling left out. Well, I'm not feeling left out. Well, what are you feeling? I'm feeling not in. <laughs> it's my fault. It's your show, and I'm just intruding. No, Roxy, it's, it's my fault. I should have been more sensitive to my partner. No, actually, it's his fault. Yeah, actually, it's my fault. Why? Yes. Well, Joey asked you if there was anything wrong. Why weren't you honest about your feelings? Well, because I'm not a crybaby, you know? I'm not going to go, oh, I'm so sorry. I feel left out. <laughs> not in public, anyway. <laughs> I see. A real man doesn't express his feelings. Oh, I'm not going to sit around and tell everybody that I, I feel like I'm being rejected and ignored. I mean, then everyone would go, oh, and hug me and everything. You feel rejected and ignored? Aww. See, see, I told you, I told you. Oh, honey, come on. Is it so terrible to have your friends care about your feelings? Eh, actually, no. You know, I mean, to be honest with you, it was kind of nice. Alright, now we're going to <clears throat> reveal day here at uh, Michelle's class of the best friend pictures or tracings or whatever you want to call them so teddy's up first and the way that teddy says this he says this is my new best friend denise emphasis on that new best friend because you know he's kind of thrown that dig out there in michelle's direction and Denise, who happens to be sitting right next to Michelle, can't help but have the Cheshire cat grin. <sighs> this is just, I feel bad for Michelle. And one of the things that Teddy liked about Denise is she, uh, that <laughs> she laughs at all of his jokes, even when they're not funny. And Denise just starts cracking up like what Teddy just said is the funniest thing in the world. Okay, girl, calm down. Even Michelle is rolling her eyes at Denise, like, laughing like this. Is... And these two kids in the background look like they could care less. <laughs> and even Teddy's like, Denise, that wasn't funny. That wasn't meant to be a joke. And she goes, it was to me. <laughs> oh, boy. And even Michelle, like, Michelle's, like, 
side-eyeing Denise who's sitting next to her like, you're laying it down a bit thick there, aren't you, Denise? It wasn't that funny. It wasn't even a joke, to be honest. Ay, ay, ay. But they, they're doing it literally just to throw it in Michelle's face. And I just, I don't like it. It's like, yes, Michelle didn't have to be like, oh, how do I decide who's going to be my best friend? Uh, and then she's like, oh, what do you have? Oh, what do you, and like, mm, no. That's all he could come up with? Like, oh, I like that she laughs at all my jokes. That's why you like her? <laughs> oh, and just my, oh, Michelle. She just looks so sad sitting there. I'm surprised they're like, hey, Michelle, move over. I want to sit next to my new best friend, Denise. You can sit on the end. Hi, class. Let's show Mr. Tanner how our projects turned out. <clears throat> Who wants to go first? How about you, Teddy? Okay, I'll give you a hand. Great. This is my new best friend, Denise. I like her because she laughs at all my jokes, even when they're not funny. Denise's tracing of Teddy and she says and he'd be my friend best friend even if he didn't have Snickles which he always does so yeah they're just digs on Michelle and it's like is that why you two paired up because you're just angry with Michelle it's like that's not a oh, that's not a reason to like oh I'll be your partner because Michelle but they're kids. They don't know how to talk things out, apparently. They need an adult to intervene. Uh, yeah, and then we cut to the table where we got Teddy with a tight-lipped... Well, I don't... It's just kind of like... To Michelle. It's like a dig at her. And it's just like, guys! You don't treat your friend that way. See, this is why they need to have Danny sort this situation out. <laughs> Danny says, oh, well, thank you, Denise. That was very good. A little vindictive, but good. The, the tracing of Teddy isn't real. You know the kids didn't do these themselves, I'm sure. But they couldn't even bother to, like, Teddy's name is spelled on there. But only the T-E-D part is, like, shaded in so you could see it. And then it's like they gave up on the other D and the Y in Teddy's name. Like, eh, it's okay. The other people have went as well. Like, the last person who went, his name was Andy. Oh, there's, uh, okay, there's some rules for the classroom. Two, we will work quietly so as not to disturb others. Three, we will listen courteously when others are talking. <laughs> Danny, what is obsession of finding out what a snickle is? Maybe later you'll explain to me what a, what a snickle is? Basically like nerd candy from what it looked like. Uh, it's like a cross between a nerd candy and a s skittle, apparently. 
All right, so it's Michelle's turn, and the looks of, <laughs> when Michelle gets up out of her seat, and she's got her rolled up parchment paper, and as Denise is going to sit down, it's like Denise has to kind of like uh, pull back so that she doesn't get whacked in the face with Michelle's rolled up paper. All right, so, and I like this. This is creative. I, I think whoever drew this, because we know Michelle didn't, you know, someone, either a set designer or props department or a combination of, who knows. Props, it's, I love it. It's so good. Granted, it doesn't go up and down. It actually, because when Danny goes to, like, open it, unroll it, Michelle, oh, no, it actually goes across. So good! And Comet's name is on there. And it's just like, oh, I mean, I love it. I just, I think it's good. And the kids start laughing, like, she traced her dog. <laughs> and then dogs can't be a best friend. It's like, it's in the title. Man's best friend doesn't necessarily be man's best friend, but come on, it's in the title. Man's best friend. Best friend. Hello. And Michelle actually has to raise her voice above the laughter. Like, ah! And she's like, this is my best friend. See, Denise here is laughing like normally. The other one was extremely exaggerated. Like, ah, 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 ah. like okay. No, this is a normal her laughing here. And Teddy's also, all the kids are laughing. It's like, what is so weird about a best friend, you know, being a dog? And even Michelle's like, well, I had two best friends, but apparently they dropped me because they thought I wanted their stuff. Because they turn on her. As soon as she starts defending herself, they turn on her. So like, you wanted our stuff, greedy. And apparently Denise thinks, you can't have, she says, you can't have a dog best friend. I'm like, excuse me? And who says you can't because you say so? I'm sorry, I feel like I'm attacking a child here. Verbally, I'm, I'm not. I'm just, uh, these, it's like, so you guys drop her as friends and she has to trace her dog because, well, her sisters decided not to help her out. There, there were no rules, but there's just, there should have been some, a little leeway here with this project. Really, it should, why should she have to choose one? And Danny honestly does take the credit for, I should have explained this a little better. Not put so many, he didn't. It's just straightforward best friend. No best friends plural. No, you can't trace your dog or your cat or your fish. Oh, that would be. Mm, I don't know how that would work, but um, it's not like you can't use a family member. You can't use the mailman. You can't use. You know, it's got to be a best friend. But he didn't put stipulations on it. And when Denise like, you can't have a dog best friend. And I like Michelle's or something. Why not? And Teddy's reasoning is so dumb. He has too many legs. 
Okay. That's how dogs are. They have four legs. They do walk around on all fours. Occasionally, they can maybe walk on two, but not for very long. Yeah, and she, for every time she says, well, I would have had people friends, but you guys left me. Yeah, Denise says, you wanted my pencil case. And Teddy is just like backing Denise up. Yeah, greedy, greedy. And the teacher has to stop like, okay, Teddy, Denise, Michelle, that's enough. And Danny finally is like, hey, dude, this is your project. You should have just stick with the mildew as a big mill don't. See, Denise and Kimmy would not have had an issue with this project back in fifth grade because they're each other's best friend. Would not have been an issue. Here, and the thing is, these kids are just sitting in class together. It doesn't exactly make them a best friend. And it's the fact that your, your best friend is basically limited to who you're sitting next to in class because it's got to be somebody that you, well, I didn't really, I don't know. I just, I don't think that it's really fair. It's like, oh, well, I do have a best friend, but they're not in this class, or they don't go to the school, but it's got to be somebody in this classroom that I have to pick. That's not fair. And it's just extremely awkward. And Michelle says, I was trying to be fair, friend leavers. Well, the fact that she put it up to them saying... I like you both. How do I decide? And immediately you're like, oh, here's my pencil case. Or no, my scrunchie. Oh, here's my bolo tie. It's like, why are you? I mean, in another <laughs> situation there, I'm like, I'm choosing both of you. I shouldn't have to choose either or. It should never have to be either or. So I'm tracing you and then I'll turn the thing over and then I can trace you. Like I'm going against the rules. Teddy, you're a dog tracer. Hey, Teddy, calm down. He is, like, fuming. You think steam will be popping out of his ears. He's so, he's just like, I'm so angry right now. Yeah, the teacher finally stands up and is like, Teddy, Denise, Michelle, that's enough. Well, at least she doesn't go make them all sit in the corner like that other teacher did with Aaron and Michelle. Danny says, yeah, kids, that's that's right. You know, I think you're missing the whole spirit of what this project was supposed to be about. Spirit of project best friend. And he brings Michelle over to the table with Teddy and Denise. Says, you guys, I mean, you guys still like Michelle, right? And he tells them, like, there's no reason why you can't all be best friends. And Michelle is confused. She's asked, well, wait, I thought you could only have one. And I like how Danny does it. He says, well... I mean, Joey was my childhood best friend. We're still best friends. And then, you know, Jesse is also my my best friend as well. It's like there's always room for so many best friends. Yeah, he says, Joey used to be my old best friend, and now Jesse's my new best friend. And now we're all three best friends. See? That's how it works. Three musketeers, yes. And then he's, he basically, except for the swords and the hats and the tights, except for dress-up day, Teddy has the most confused look on his face, like, I don't get this. What? <laughs> Close up on Teddy's face, he just looks. Teddy's got this uncomfortable, pained look on his face, like, Mr. Tanner, I don't, I don't understand this. <laughs> what are you trying to tell us? Dan Danny! <laughs> he just looks, Teddy's like, 
Hey, I'm kidding, okay? It's like, can we keep with the whole best friend tactic and why you don't have to have just one? We don't need the three musketeer dress-up day analogy because these kids are not going to understand. And I don't think they care <laughs> either way. So basically, yeah, Teddy's question is, are you saying that three people can be best friends? Teddy, I'm saying four people, five people, six people can be best friends. It doesn't matter. It's just... Your friends, take out the best part and just be friends. I mean, why do you get to throw, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's almost like sometimes, it feels like, like, if you throw the best part on and, like, best friend, it's just like you're putting them above all your, like, oh, best friends. I don't know. <sighs> Children and their, uh. I think to kids, like, best friend means, like, your bestie, you know, you have your regular friends that you hang out with at school, and you have your best friend who you, like, do everything with. Yeah. And Danny says, you know, if you want to be, yeah, absolutely. Your best friends are people who share things, they care about each other, and they just like spending fun time together. I was like, yeah, that's basically it. You guys hang out, you have fun, you laugh, you make memories. Nobody puts each other above the other one. Okay, Denise, calm down. <laughs> she had, like, on dress-up day, like, okay, Denise. And Danny says, I was kidding. You know what's interesting? It's the fact that, you know, next week I'm going to be covering I've Got a Secret or I Got a Secret. Danny basically almost verbatim gives the same exact speech to Derek, Aaron, and Lisa with Michelle, with that whole super mighty mutant kids club thing. The same speech just about that he is giving to Teddy and, you know, Denise and Michelle. He's going to be doing this again a year later with three other kids. Michelle says, all right, let's put it to a vote. Who wants to be best friends? Yes! They all raise their hands. Michelle goes around the table and sits between her besties. And Denise is like, all right, best friends again. Michelle makes sure they know we don't have to give each other anything. Unless we want to. Okay, snickle time can wait for break time, lunch time, Teddy. We don't need to break out the snickles in the middle of class. And yeah, immediately is like looking at the package, like, oh, I like red, oh, I like that one, ah, 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 and even the teacher's like, okay, um, kids, let's break out the snickles, like, put the snickles away for another time. And it's like, okay, why do they get to have their bags on their seats when the other kids have to have theirs in the cubbies by the window? Yes, put them away until after school. Well, at least you're, are they in his pocket again? Oh, my goodness. Put them in the bag. They're going to get warm. And Danny's like, no, I have to figure out what a snickle is. This cannot wait. I have to know. <laughs> the mystery of the snickle must be solved. <laughs> Miss Barnes, can I please take one quick look at these snickles? Sugar, sugar, sugar. I see free ingredients. <laughs> Teddy and Michelle are just kind of like, <laughs> they're so gross and Danny reading the, the direction. Like, <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> Teddy would be my best friend even if he didn't have snickles, which he always does. 
Thank you, Denise. That was very good. A bit vindictive, but good. Maybe later you'll explain to me what a snickle is. Okay, Michelle, sweetie, would you like to go next? I guess so. Come on up, honey. Okay, I'll give you a hand. It goes this way. Oh, it goes this way. Okay. Jesse's my new best friend. Now, now we're all three best friends. We're kind of we're like the three musketeers, except without you know the the, the swords and the and the funny hats and, and the tights. Except on dress up day. <laughs> I'm kidding. Are you saying that three people can be best friends? Yeah, if you want to be. Sure, best friends are people who like to share things and and they they care about each other and they just like spending fun time together. Like on dress up day? I was kidding. Okay, let's vote. Who wants to be best friend? Yay! Yay! Okay, best friends again. And we don't have to give each other anything. Unless we want to. <laughs> I got snickles. Do you have my hands? Let's put those away until after school. Uh, Miss Barnes, first, can I just take one quick look at them? Sugar? 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 All right, that was the episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Oh, I enjoyed seeing the return of Teddy. Oh, we will definitely get to see more of him and Denise and the kids hanging out and everything. So, worst outfit. DJ hands down is getting the worst outfit award for that that dress is just blah. Teddy, of course, awarded best outfit of the episode with that uh leather fringe uh you know vest with the denim long sleeve blue shirt but button up blue shirt underneath. Loved it. With the bolo tie, loved it, completed it great. So, second place, I think, you know, I'm going to give it to Steve for that black sleeveless, I'm going to call it kind of a vest too, in a way, a vest shirt, with the white shirt underneath his hair. Oh my gosh, his hair, beautiful, beautiful. I love it. I don't know. Oh, it's so good. And this is, you know, post-breakup with DJ and Steve. I don't, his hair is just it's incredible there. Uh, third place, of course, want to give it to Kimmy. Her red, white, and black plaid. I think also another possible sleeveless shirt with the red shirt underneath. It's just, ah, uh, good, good, good outfits. 
If I had to give a runner-up worst outfit, I'm going to go with Stephanie's outfit, which was kind of a cream white. I think it was a long sleeve shirt with this. They were like overalls, but not denim overall. It was just uh, was unflattering at best. Tanner Teachable moment. Like Danny says, you can have more than one best friend. You don't have to choose. When it comes to Jesse and the radio show, be honest. You know, he and Joey worked the radio show together. I think it would have been fine if she'd have just plugged her show and just like, okay, I'm going to sit off to the side and let you guys do your thing. And she just, I mean, and, and I, like I said, being honest and just admitting what you're feeling instead of bottling, bottling them up and then coming off kind of perturbed. And it's just, it's not, it's not good. Just, it's fair to everyone just to be honest and voice your opinion. Because like I said, no one's going to be able to read your mind and know what you're feeling. Just be honest. Alright, coming up next week, Season 8, Episode 4, the final episode of the Michelle and Friends series. Entitled, I've Got a Secret. This episode aired October 18th, 1994. In this episode, Danny causes problems for Michelle when she joins a secret club. DJ becomes jealous when Kimmy dates her former boyfriend. No, it's not Steve. It's Nelson. <laughs> Jesse and Rebecca agree to divulge the names of their past loves. Oh, my goodness. There's a mini, <laughs> this mini third plot that just... Uh. <laughs> I want to see real quick here, when was the, there's a personal trainer, who's this, what? Uh, we'll get, you know, we're going to get to that later, hold on a second. Dot Marie Jones, who if you watched Glee, she played Coach Beast in season, I think it started in season two and went on to, I think she was in the rest of the show. But, uh, okay, who's this girl? She looks like someone else. Let's see. You know, we'll get to that next week. I want to see... I want to see... Oh, that's right. Teddy's not in that episode. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let me stop this. Excuse me. So, looking at Taj Maori's resume for Full House. In season five, he was in the first episode, Double Trouble. Then in Matchmaker Michelle... Legend of Ranger Joe, The Volunteer, Happy Birthday Babies Part 2, Bachelor of the Month, The Devil Made Me Do It, and Girls Will Be Boys. In Season 6, he was in The Long Goodbye, where he moves away to Texas. Uh, season 7, he is in Be Your Own Best Friend, and then also the Season 7 finale, A House Divided. In Season 8, he is in Episode 5, To Joey With Love. Episode 14 of Season 8, Super Bowl Fun Day. And Season 8, Episode 17, Dateless in San Francisco, which aired, coincidentally, because it is a Valentine's Day episode, February 14th, 1995. That was Teddy's last episode. So I want to look at Journey Smollett. Is that how you say her name? Um, 
want to see her last episode on Full House, her first and then her last episode on Full House. Because I know it was not the one that's where she gets introduced. So, she was in, oh, she was in The Devil Made Me Do It and she was? Was she, hold on, I haven't covered that one yet. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'll have to look for that then. Okay, so she was in... (laughs) Season 5, episode 19, The Devil Made Me Do It. If that's the case, then... Dan, that was her first debut episode. But I don't believe I saw her in that episode. But it's been a bit, so I could be wrong. I always thought that her introduction would have been season 5 episode 24 girls will be boys on the set of the ranger joe show so she makes a reappearance in season six the long goodbye and then the place of thing episode eight and then we have the heartbreak kid another valentine's day episode which aired on february 9th 93 so 17 of season 6, The Silence is Not Golden, and 18, Please Don't Touch the Dinosaur. She returns, of course, in season 7 with High Anxiety, The Day of the Rhino, which I just covered. The Last Dance. I'm trying to think where she would have been in that episode. Maybe she was in the class? I'm not sure. Michelle a la carte. Be your own best friend. Too little Richard, too late. And then Denise's final episode for Full House would have been the season seven finale, which would have been a house divided. So Catherine Rossiter, who plays Miss Barnes, was in the movie Speed 2. She played mother at something. <laughs> Felicia Michaels, who plays Roxy Martin. I want to see what else she has done. Uh, The last thing she did was in 2019. Real Geezers of Beverly Hills Adjacent. She was Angry Woman. She was in an episode of Bobby's World? Bobby's Big (laughs) Boo-Boo. This is from Season 5, Episode 4. Oh, okay, interesting. Trying to think if Bobby's World is still on Amazon Prime. It might be. WKRP in Cincinnati. She played two different characters. Um, anything else that we would see her in? It doesn't. Uh, looks like she must be a stand-up comedian because it looks like uh, there's an evening at the Improv from '92 to '94. 90, okay, self, so good for her, good for her, awesome, awesome. All right, well, guys, like I said, I hope you enjoyed the episode, and have a great weekend. If you want to leave an email for the podcast, you can do so at uh, podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave a review for the podcast, just search Full House or Fuller House on iTunes. The Old Atlanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. 
click on it, scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. You can use emojis if you want. You can to just if you want to just try to get me with some full house trivia questions. I would love to try my hand at that. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Bye-bye, everybody.